cliffcentral.com Do you feel sad, empty and hopeless most of the day? Nearly every day. Have you lost interest in your hobbies or the company of friends and family? Are you having trouble sleeping, eating or functioning? Well, depression is a mood disorder that causes distressing symptoms that affect how you feel, think and handle daily activities. Given the situation in Zimbabwe where a lot of people go through absolute poverty, failed economic reform programs, limited public health services, widespread private and traditional healthcare services, strained cultural diversity and sex inequality, depression is just a given. And the fact that as a society we haven't come to learn and tackle depression the right way, this makes it worse with a lot of cases attributed to superstition and myth. Welcome to another episode of the Gilmore Tea Vibe. We are on cliffcentral.com every Friday. So please join us and let's talk them. According to a research done by V. Patel, M. Abbas and O. at the University of Zimbabwe Medical School, depression is one of the most important causes of morbidity and disability in developing countries. In an African context, many do not believe that depression is an actual condition that has led to a lot of suicidal cases, abuse of drugs and alcohol, amongst many other negative occurrences. On today's show, we talk to Zimbabwean hip-hop ex Indigo Saint, who talks a lot about young people, alcohol, depression, and suicide in his music. Kudakwashe Kundekwe Guta, a young lady who started off her organization, Women Association of Survivors, known as WAS, after going through a depression phase in her life. Together they will share on how they moved from a dark place and using that to strengthen others but above all giving themselves strength. My name is Gilmore T, the global citizen and you are listening to the Gilmore T vibe here on Cliff Central. Let us talk Zim. This past week in politics, so former Vice President Emerson Mnangagwa's ice cream has finally melted. He was relieved of duty this week with the reason cited being disloyalty and conduct inconsistent with his official duties. You, you saw that, right? Yes. Or you read yeah. about it? I read about it. Actually, in a statement by the Minister of Information, Media and Broadcasting Services, Ambassador Simon Kayamoyo, he stated that he has demonstrated little probit. What is that word? Probity? Probity. Probity in the execution of his duties. And th- that word actually just made a buzz on social media. What does that actually mean? Uh, well. Uh, Google well. says is uh, <laughs> quality of having strong moral principles. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, honesty, decency, you know, yeah, property. So it's actually the same thing as disloyalty and uh, conduct of inconsistency. Well, uh, suppose uh, disloyalty is disloyalty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, the word was doing rounds, uh, property, new, I suppose. Uh, the whole statement uh, of firing a VP, mm. very brief, like, you know, you're firing a shelf picker or something. Yeah, I mean, but, 
But then what are the implications then on our Zimbabwean politics? Looking that, looking at the current 2008 elections coming around the corner, I mean, where do we stand? What does it mean when this happens? Well, uh, not really much, uh, because personally from Nangakwa as an individual, uh, I didn't have a lot of favor except for maybe people from his region, which is the Masungo region. Because that's where he comes from, that's where he gets a lot of his support, I suppose. But uh, uh, for Matevela Land, it was a tricky situation for him, even uh, seemingly uttered a statement, you know, after that, and mentioned Joshua Nkomo, which angered a lot of other people, because people are saying, after orchestrating in the 80s, the whole Kukuraundi massacres, and then suddenly... You think you can come and lead us. You know, I'm sure he's not wanted down south here in Matebele land. He's not wanted up there where they fired him. But then again, it's in politics. You never know what's going to happen. No, it's just fascinating. Um, Well, let's see what happens. We just all have to just go register and vote in 2018 as citizens of Zimbabwe, right? Yeah. That's the least we can do. At least. That's the least we can do. (laughs) And in society... Stuart Bank is de- is being taken to court. Apparently, they um, employed about ninety two or hundreds of employees uh, with contracts that say that they are volunteers while they're actually doing work like proper people that are employed. Wow! <laughs> wow! And, and it's funny. <laughs> I was actually at an Econet shop and I saw an advert saying, uh, like, uh, in today's time, twenty two. From 20 to 36 million people are actually slaves mm. around the world, and 36 million is a uh, population of Canada. So basically, yeah, I mean, and they were saying you need to go to slaveryfootprint.org to check your slavery footprint when you support certain companies and you know, <laughs> businesses. You're actually supporting slavery so you, of people in this day and age. Bank is a slavery company. Well, if you're gonna be calling people volunteers when they actually uh, are actually working mm-hmm. that has to count as a form of slavery but also i i, I have a problem with short bank in terms of it's a lot of other things mm-hmm. in terms of just their service delivery econet per se mm-hmm. the entire company they keep introducing these many things right now they are buzzing us with messages every single day of our lives because they have new products after new products and they are not improving on the current existing products that they have well, Econet is a very big company. It's more successful out there than it is in Zim, right? Mm. I'm not saying they are justified to do what they're doing. They should really like, uh, up their game. Yeah, they need to. Uh, but sometimes I think also the, the, the regulations that they applied to them from the government side mm-hmm. are actually limiting. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I remember the time when Econet was really ready to put in 3G. Mm. And yet, uh, through the government, it couldn't. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be allowed and we're just able to text and, you know, those kind of regulations. But yeah, when it comes to Stuart Bank, I think then Stuart it, Bank really need to, need you know, to a lot of game. people are suffering. People's monies are disappearing in pieces and pieces in a way that I don't understand. But that's what Econet does to you. Yeah. Money disappears, your airtime disappears. Your airtime disappears. And the messed up thing about it again is people do not know, ordinary people do not know, how to go about claiming that money, exactly. you know, going in there and fighting for their money mm, to come back. Mm, mm. Yeah. 
No interesting take. And we're moving right ahead in sports. A British based warrior stars Tendai Darikwa, Admiral Musque, Admiral, <laughs> and Mukail born touchdown at the Harare International Airport on Monday. According to Newsday, the British born trio came in for the Warriors two international friendly matches against Lesotho in Maseru and Namibia in Vinduk on Saturday, which is tomorrow, where they are expected to make their debut for the senior team. I hope they're actually going to bring some skills to improve on our national team because we've been lagging behind many times. In all sports, rather. Many sports, rather. From where? Skills? I mean, is this an import? What are we doing? We're importing these guys. They're playing in the UK and they're coming down here because they're Zimbabweans. So I think we exported them if they are Zimbabweans and they're just coming back to, to <laughs> We do imported duty. them because they are, wait, they exported are foreign player? You can get a foreign coach, you can't get a foreign player. <laughs> but they are British based, no? British based, yeah. Well, they play in clubs there, right? Yes. Yeah, but I, I, I think also in Africa we need to get over this uh, as long as somebody comes from Europe or the Americas, they are going to bring something better. I mean, I think African <laughs> like, football or African <laughs> sport is a totally different dynamic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, other continents out there in other countries are, are way ahead of us technically and in a lot of things business-wise and all that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, African football is its own thing. African sport is its own thing. We African just need lives. to cultivate <laughs> yeah. our own and uh, make sure they are well-seasoned and well-done. And will excel. But you know, when you come from the UK, from the USA, it's, it's like you have come with a sea of water full of promises for the entire nation. So obviously, everyone is excited that they're here and they're expecting them to do well. If they don't do well, then they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, definitely. But well, we'll see. Uh, let's not put too much pressure on them. Uh, uh, this is Zim. A lot of people can't take the pressure here. <laughs> so let's basically allow them to play, mm-hmm. see how they fare. Maybe we might consider. Bringing, calling back everybody, everybody else. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all the best to the Warriors this Saturday. We're looking yeah. forward to seeing what they will actually produce. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's been a long time since we were really jovial because of the Warriors. <laughs> we really been, need uh, this. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in entertainment, Nigerian superstar Davido will be coming to perform in Zimbabwe this December or end of November. Actually, this December. I don't know how people are going to take this because, you know, in October he cancelled his concert. Uh, after it was reported that it was reported that he was picked by Nigerian police and they were questioning him in connection with the death of his friends, Nigerian Juju. So he's the guy who killed somebody. Apparently they're saying he killed somebody or he killed some of his friends. So they were questioning him and then he had to cancel his trip to Zimbabwe. But now he's coming in December to perform. And Zimbabweans big grudges. We don't forget stuff. So you think they're not, they're not, they won't attend? Well, I mean, he, he's got a huge following, David, locally. No, he does, he does. I'm sure, uh, I mean, people might give it a second chance because he does have a following. Mm-hmm. We might get a couple of disgruntled people, but largely I'm sure December also being a festive time. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be hectic. But the question is, did he actually, was he actually connected to the killing of his friends? Uh, well, uh, where Juju's involved, you can't know. But you know, in Nigeria, apparently there is extreme uh, Christianity and there's extreme Juju. So I wonder where he actually falls in. <laughs> apparently, apparently. Okay. And maybe he's Islam because you also have a lot of uh, Muslim oh, yes. followers out there. Yeah. But anyway, we don't know much about his whole killing people. Let's see, maybe he can use the Juju to call people to the concert. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are ridiculous. <laughs> As you know that Miss World Zimbabwe Chiesa Moshe is appealing for votes ahead of Miss World Finals to be held in China. So um again, we're, I think we're in this phase as Zimbabweans. Last week we're talking about voting and the young people. So possibly she's, she's appealing for votes for what? She wants to make it to the finals or the oh, like, oh okay. Yeah, oh, no 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 not elections. Not elections. She doesn't want she doesn't want to contest <laughs> an MP. Well yeah. of course they've beauty with brains, but I don't know. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say anything to that. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, we should vote, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, support our own. Yeah. Uh, try and get out there as much as we can. Cause mm-hmm. I, I believe Zimbabweans are well deserving of a lot of, you know, oh, yeah, they are, they are. Uh, accolades out there. And, uh, you know, we actually have the capacity as people, psychologically, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. We just don't get exposed a lot also because we're Zimbabwe. Yeah. Maybe sanctions. Maybe, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we should vote. Right. Let's go vote and support her. You are still listening to the Game Motive vibe here on Clips Central. So let's talk Zim. So let's talk depression and existing in that space and how one can move forward from such a space. Joining me in studio are two young Zimbabweans that have gone through depression in different forms, but chose to thrive through and be a voice to many through the work that they are currently doing. So welcome Hip Hop X Indigo Saint, yes. and also the founder of Women Association of Survivors, Kudakwashe Kunzekwe Guta. Thank you, Gilmo. It's good to have you guys here. It's nice to be here. All right, we're dropping things in studio. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Indigo, your musical project, the Blunt EP, EPs actually, led yeah. you to being listed on MTV Base as one of the top 10 hip hop acts in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I was like really humbled by that because I mean, I guess like it was one of those things where because I decided to speak about something that was a bit alternative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that there was other people also like realizing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like the, the project was inspired by, um, my late friend. I had a friend, um, her name was DT. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she, like we were really close and she was like one of the happiest people that I knew, you know, but then, you know, things got in the way and yeah. she committed suicide. So. Oh man, man, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she's in a better place, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's I, I think, but it's a, it's a lot to take in when you have that experience as an individual, no? True, true. It's I found like it's it was different. It's always different. Like it was different this time around because when I was writing, when I was writing that project, mm-hmm. I tried to like depict what her last moments were and where I was within like her last moments too, uh-huh. you know. And I felt like it was something that was so unnecessary because had I say maybe been a better friend or say. The friends that we shared, if we had all been like, say, better people towards her, maybe like she'd still be around, you know? But it's totally different now when it's like, now when you're going through it yourself, you know what I mean? It's like, not that I understand exactly how she felt, but I kind of understand the energies that are surround that, well, that contains. Yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you just now. I mean, that's a very interesting topic. So you went through such an interesting uh, journey as an individual. At a young age, you went into a marriage, abusive marriage, and you went through some whole lot of depression thoughts. Um, let me, just take me through that process and how you just moved from that space to where you are right now. Um, 
to be honest, uh, people say marriage is a beautiful thing, right? <laughs> and it is sometimes. They also say uh, love is blind. Yes, I was blinded by love because um, everything was so normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Though there were red flags here and there, but uh, I thought love could conquer all. But one thing that I I learned in that process is, um, you you get to be in that moment of depression because at times you let it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you're not talking to people about it. Uh, you're trying to protect your reputation. At yeah. some point, uh, does lead you. To those moments, those dark moments that you cannot even move from. But I would like to thank my family. They really helped me so much. Um, it wasn't easy for them as well, but you know, with God as well, yeah, it, it really helped so much because I at some point felt that I really needed to drink I craved for whiskey <laughs> yeah I, I know some people will be like really I really did crave for whiskey like strong whiskey I think N- not even uh, in a glass like in a proper the bottle the entire bottle yeah the entire bottle mm. but I told myself the inner me was like Kuda it's not that time that you need whiskey I worked in a shop. I worked into PMP. I bought a Bible. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So you bought a Bible in surviving the whiskey? Yes. So that was like your remedy per se? Yes. Ah. It, it really helped me a lot because I also come from a Christian family. Um, what I can say is I was a Christian because my parents are bishops. I was only going to church because of that. But at that moment, I, I really thought I needed God. I also needed my family, the people that love me. Because on my own, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult for you because a lot of things change. Your appetite, the things that you used to like. Uh, and you also become stigmatized you don't want to be around people Mm -hmm. you feel like you just need to be alone in a closed room which is dark so yeah you touched on red flags indigo looking at you with your friend Mm -hmm. passing on you mentioned that were there any sort of like red flags that you sort of like they they were Mm -hmm. they were um like okay i'd be okay there was a time i was with her at school and we were, you know, we were, with, we were with some friends and we were drinking and everything was fine. Drinking then, at school? Yeah, I mean, like, we're not at school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I mean, like, um, okay, maybe some context. We're tux, we're UP. <laughs> we were drinking at school. Um, true. Um, but, you know, it was like, it's like after, you know, it's like campus is kind of closed and, um, so I'm, I'm walking her back home and she had an anxiety attack. And this was, for me, it was like the first time seeing something like this. And she was like really like agitated and she started scratching herself. And I, you know, I saw this, but I'm not trained, you know, yeah. so not that I'm trained now or, you know, but 
this was like something that was there. It was indicative. Mm-hmm. And after she, she tried like several times also before she was like successful, with like taking her own life. She had tried, um, I think twice also before that. Mm-hmm. And you know, when, when it happened, when it happened, it's like, okay, let me talk to this person. Let me find out if they're fine. Mm-hmm. And then you speak to them, but then to some extent they've overcome it, but they haven't, they haven't truly, you haven't got to like, to a point where you can fix this person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, cause you don't know what it is that you're trying to fix and neither do they, they you know, and neither do they. It's oh, like, no. you know, sometimes like someone will say, Oh dude, why are you depressed? And it's like, I don't know, dude, I just am. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't know what the exact cause is. You don't know where it stemmed from. You just feel it today. All right. Uh, but talking about depression, what are the myths around depression locally here in Zimbabwe? Because we have a lot of psychological issues associated with witchcraft and superstition in general. Mm. So what, what what is it like here locally? I think like the stigma is that you're weak. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, everyone goes through things, wow. you know, and it's like, okay, just, just because, um, you react to something differently doesn't mean everyone else does too, you know, and also amongst young people, it's like, it's almost, um, how can I put it? It's almost like, it's almost expected of you to do what everyone else is doing because oh, it's the so you norm, you know, it's the norm. So who are you to come with your, with your, um, feelings, which you haven't dealt with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Sorry, Loi is nodding on the side. What are your thoughts around that? Huh? Uh, well, uh, most of these things, uh, I think stem from, you know, this, uh, social, uh, templates that we've made, like, you know, uh, in the conventions, uh, one myth is you're weak because we come from a society that says if you're a man, you behave in this way, mm-hmm. you know, so nobody's willing to look at each person's unique, uh, you know, characteristic. You are just supposed to fit within a template. And, uh, I- I'm realizing as they are speaking is, uh, that, uh, a lot of this, Stems from most of the daily social practices or social things we come across. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like there's somebody who's born, like, no, this person's born, like, I mean, liable to suffer a depression. Mm-hmm. This can happen to anyone depending on what they are going through and how much it's uh, given attention, how much, because we're not trained, like no, not. in the conventions, we're not trained, so we don't have the know-how. To get into a problem and know how to easily circumvent that, get out of that. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't have that support around you, support structures, you know, it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect you psychologically. It's going to drain you on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. And, and Kuda, what was expected of you though? In that space, you are a married woman. So what were expectations? Um, like Twa said, you know, society defines us a lot. Uh, they believe that if you're a married woman, whatever happens, you have to stand for it because marriage is like a rose. It's beautiful, but it does have thorns. So if 
the don't speak you you'll be like out but then you, all you see is the beauty of the road mm-hmm. so at first i tried talking to my friend about it because i really felt like if society doesn't allow me to call it quits i might as well just kill myself i really had suicidal thoughts mm. and my friend laughed about it she was like ah no it's one of those things she didn't take it seriously then i tried talking to another friend she told me to pray about it then i talked to my cousin i was like uh can i come over to your place she was like it's fine i told her that i'm going through a rough patch she was like no it's fine but when i told my mom it was one of those things no it's going to pass they don't really believe that uh, depression is the so is this like an african thing yes yes depression uh, depression is not the mm. yes to oh, them like okay sorry to he just cut you yeah to to <laughs> cut uh, I, I, I think also, uh, because as, as a people, uh, we haven't gotten to a point of, of, you know, uh, looking at things, the valuable things mm-hmm. in life and dealing with the things we should be dealing with. You know, it becomes an African thing, uh, to say that to somebody, uh, all the while oppressing them because we haven't Decided collectively Of course there's no way of deciding collectively But as a society That you know what We need to deal with some of these things These things don't just come out of nowhere You know a a young woman is going to suffer in a marriage And they're going to be subjected To that sort of experience Because you know We haven't decided You know what A marriage is not a man's choice Men doesn't just come and decide I'm going to marry you Case closed You have no say I think it's high time we make those decisions. Like a marriage is the choice between a woman and a man. A woman has a much right and power within that marriage to decide, you know what? This is not working for me. As long as yeah. things don't happen in this A, B, C, D, I'm out. But then, you know? so when, we, when you actually leave your marriage because things are not working, then society again views you and says you're a weak person. Or where should they to keep the, sure. their, their marriage together? Yeah, but I, I think first, also, first and foremost, as individuals, we need to stop worrying about society. Society is always going to speak whether you do good or bad. People are always going to say something. Mm. And if you let those things as an individuals get to you, you will make the decisions that don't come from you, that come from what you assume people expect of you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that, that, that's really a bad, you can't be in anybody else's mind to know what they expect of you. Mm. You know, so, it's very important for people to be true to themselves first. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's like when, like the stigma that's attached to that, when it sticks, I think that's what people fear like the most. Mm-hmm. And see, okay, then tomorrow these people who are in my community are going to think of me in this particular way. And these are the things that come attached with that. Maybe you yeah. start losing like friends or people that you used to hang around with or, um, you know, you're not as valuable a member, say, as you are, maybe, say, in the community, say, as a smaller, say, a church, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's like all of these stigmas, I think these are the things that, like, I think, for one, like, young people don't acknowledge. And see, like, 
we stigmatize each other so okay, we we might call it judging mm. you know that's what they say and some don't judge me you know but i think it's like really what we're creating when you when you're judging someone is that stigma and that's what lasts i think like longer so I, I just feel like as a community we need to have an open conversation about issues of depression suicidal thoughts basically yeah. amongst ourselves because it's things that exist but then if we, we can't just ignore and think oh we've got other bigger issues to worry about these are issues that are causing us to be to have so many deaths happening around uh, our communities and young people abusing alcohols and uh, alcohol and drugs right mm. yeah. I've said this before it's unfortunate we live in a country whose government has neglected its responsibility to educate its people. Health-wise, politically, economically, you know, we should, as Zimbabweans, be educated about these things from as early as primary school. Mm-hmm. Grade one, grade two people should be able to understand, my friend is not well today what's wrong uh, let me go and speak to a parent let me go tell my mom let me go tell the teacher mm-hmm. you know I, I don't think my friend is not their normal self today mm-hmm. you, 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 you see so some of these things should also come from out there it's not only an individual's responsibility yes my responsibility first as an individual is to myself but then but, are we talking about education mm-hmm. so it means that our education system is not really that much put together because how many of us can identify that one of us is actually in a, is actually depressed or is going through some things mm-hmm. it's a difficult thing but you can see i mean you can tell if if i mean as, as people indigo mentioned when he mentioned earlier his friend that he wishes he could have been a better friend yeah. I think this is a practice As individuals we should also have every day Always aim to be better people To the people around us mm-hmm. To be better friends To be better brothers, sisters and things like that It it will help You're paying that much attention to somebody To realize, you know what Today something's wrong Are you well? Mm-hmm. What could be going on? Sometimes people don't want to talk mm-hmm. You understand your friend better You know you know what they don't want to talk. let yeah. me give them some time but let me be around yeah, yeah. yeah. you I know think being around is actually more important mm. like just being present yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sometimes you don't need to say something you might offend the person mm-hmm. but when you're around eventually they'll warm up to you possibly and they'll start talking yeah. about it where yeah. you keep nodding like so you have like so much pumping into your head uh like uh i want to add on what indigo said like you know the stigma from the society it also affects even like me for example when i was in my marriage my the perpetrator okay i would like to call him like the perpetrator, the perpetrator yeah you uh, used to tell me that no one is going to love me you know mm-hmm. uh like I was now damaged goods, mm-hmm. so no one would understand me, no one would believe me, because outside there, trust me, he was down to earth. You would be like, wow, this is a good guy. You but know? that's what everybody does, especially people that abuse others. Exactly. So now, the with me, it was going back home, what are my parents going to say? What's, like, the society and... Him he, himself, he was like, you know, that title that she cannot be called a divorcee. Yeah, mm. like me at my age, 
I'm now a divorcee, that title. So I thought to myself, no one's going to love me. The society is going to say A, B, C, D about me. You know, I just felt alone. I, I felt that I was not worth it, like he said. So it's when depression comes in now. And you cannot fight it because he's telling you this then the society is going to say this. Because with the society, we are assuming, right? Yeah, it's an, mm-hmm. yeah. Always even assumption sometimes. Yeah. So it's you assuming. So now it depends on how you're going to assume how bad it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my family, you know, my dad, he's a bishop. I try doing the right thing, but going back home, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you just think, no, taking my life. I think it's going to be easy on everyone. My my family, they're not going to be disgraced, you know, because it's all about the status. Mm-hmm. Even this guy, he told me no one's going to love me because I'm damaged goods. Like, the thought that I have always had is I'm not damaged goods. No one's going to love me. But the moment that someone saw that I was going through that face this other lady she also went through the same thing so i think she really picked up some stuff so we talked about it then she was like you know what no matter how good he is you know in bad (laughs) there's other things you you really have to leave don't don't stay Mm -hmm. you know then i told her i tried talking to my mom but she couldn't understand then she was like i'll go with you Mm-hmm. She went me. She went with me to my mom. Then she was like, "If you want your daughter alive, you'd rather take her now." Yeah, you know. So she tried talking to my mom. Up until my mom was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I was like, "I tried." So sometimes people around us are mm. not listening. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Or we are not paying attention to these things when they're happening. Exactly. Mm. So I think what he was saying that we should pay attention. You know around those people because I might look happy because mm-hmm. I don't want you to know because I cannot just tell you, you'll be like, are you okay? Then I'll be like, I'm fine. But mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. try, you should keep on trying. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I start opening up because it's not easy because at the back of my mind, I'll be like, if I am going to share my story, most probably he's going to laugh at me because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people saying after they hear stories that, Someone committed suicide. Really? That's a useless thing. But the honest truth is, things will be building up. Yeah. Yeah. Then that little thing that people are going to hear of, Mm -hmm. it's the thing that's going to spark. Mm -hmm. But deep down, you know, things will be building up and you don't really have someone to talk to and all. I I like you mentioned, I like that you mentioned, um, the church. Where is the church? We have so many churches in Zimbabwe. Where is what role does the church play? Sorry, I mean you're a pastor, I think. Are you a pastor? <laughs> or you should be a pastor because you always preach good words. Yeah. <laughs> What's the role of the church? What's the role of everybody else, especially the church? Because there's so many of them in this our country. Uh, unfortunately, you know the church today, you know, is a very touchy subject. Uh, I think we should have an episode on the church. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, the church today is evolved into something else that also in itself 
does not pay attention to the people that gather there all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if an institution has an agenda, I, I, I totally believe these human-created institutions do not serve people, uh, religious institutions, educational institutions, the way I've grown up mm-hmm. and uh, I've been a part of my society. If anything, they've only uh, uh, excelled in keeping people ignorant about real things. Because the church should really play a huge role. There's yeah, people there there's, that you go counseling, you speak to. And, and so the church should be in a position to educate itself about all the things that affect its members. You know, educate mm-hmm. the possibilities. Mm-hmm. We're living in, in tough times in Zimbabwe. You know, and so because of that, people will go through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And the church is one of those places that people will readily go to looking for salvation. You don't want to get to a point where you, 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 you now believe prayer is not enough. Mm-hmm. I've prayed, but you know. Sometimes it, like it's not working. It's not working. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a waste of my time. You know, that kind of thing. As a person, you get to that point. You get to that point and, uh, all because you are getting there and you're still by yourself in that building with thousands of people. Nowadays they fill buildings in their thousands and yet you're still alone. So, you know, maybe their mandate is actually not to pay attention to people's welfare about the money and what's, who's bringing in the money in the, in the church. Unfortunately, nowadays it's not just a church. We point a finger at the church, but it's all round. It's it's, it's all round. I mean, you go to the police station and you're a man. You're being beaten by your wife. They'll laugh at you. Mm-hmm. You know those kind of things. You know, it, 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 so it's it, it's it's one of those issues. Women go through a lot out there, mm-hmm. but a lot of men as well go through a lot because of this thing that be a man. A yeah. man is this. Yeah. You, need to be you know. From young men to, you know, grown men, uh-huh. all people, all genders go through a lot because all these institutions that are there to serve people are actually taking advantage of people and depriving from people. Mm, that's really sad. Mm. It's like one of those things that stem from like even like a young age. I remember hearing boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, now I'm this adolescent teen going through things. But then as difficult as it is, I can't really express how I'm feeling. Exactly. I, I can't like, I can't say, oh, this is like, this is really crushing me. This is crushing my soul. It's crushing my spirit. What should I do? I'm weak. I can't, I can't really express how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why like, sometimes I think like sharing is like such an important thing because mm-hmm. when you share and someone gets it, see, like two people might not make a community, mm-hmm. but three do, mm-hmm. you know? So now, when we we'll say a community of like people who like understand these things now, mm-hmm. we can help each other like move. So I think it's that thing of like identifying. Yeah, we can yeah, only identify yeah. through like sharing and being like open and honest. So, okay, you know, regardless, as you were saying, like regardless, people will judge. Yeah, they will always yeah. talk. People will always say whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I'm Catholic and I've seen like one of, one of the things that's like a recurring thing with church is fear you know it's like mm-hmm. okay like so if i commit suicide 
uh-huh. I'm going to hell. Like there's no, there's no two, there's no maybe because things were tough. No, dude, if you take your own life, you're going to hell. Yeah? He's close in the discussion. <laughs> so it's like, so now imagine like say that family now. You are, you are at church. It's hard. You've been feeling suicidal, but you know, like this thing has been instilled in you. And like, uh, but if you kill yourself, you're going to go to hell. Mm. But then the current moment you're living is that hell that they're saying you're going to go to. So you're you literally know? in the hell there. So it's just an endless cycle. And that's what I think, that's what kills like people the most is like how much you think about it. It's like if you, if you sit and you think, like say maybe, say maybe, cause you know, suicidal thoughts, maybe it's like you feel for 15 seconds, like, ah, mm-hmm. ah okay. But then sometimes it extends that period. Sometimes it's the entire day you've been trying to talk yourself out of it. Not that you've been thinking about killing. You're like, uh-uh, like I have things to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or let me find uh, uh, something to do. You know? And and also, uh, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, this kill yourself, go to hell. Try and imagine how it is for somebody who's tried and. Uh, they didn't die in the end Maybe they've tried a couple of times Living within a family That is that religious mm. Try and understand how, uh, Imagine how somebody could be Going through everyday scoldings You know, what, what are you trying to do to this family mm. Where It's mm. not really about the family But because people In a family setting Are concerned about How they are viewed in church exactly, exactly. You know Every day you could be getting What are you trying to do Do you think it's about you What are you trying to do to the family mm. what, you, you, what are you trying to get The church to view us as mm. You know so As opposed to You know there is an yeah. issue here This is why we are at this point exactly. How yeah. can we help How can mm. we mm. you know come in on the You know I, I, it's really that's sad. sad That's sad mm. Because it's all, now it becomes about We and the yeah, exactly. family But it's not about the individual Who's going through Exactly A lot of shit Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's true Yes <laughs> Okay we, Let's talk a, a little bit about How then you moved uh, Away from that From that dark space To what you're doing now Kuda um, Like I said um, The moment I opened up mm-hmm. To that lady It really helped me a lot And it helped my family Realize so I think you should surround yourself with the people that love you, the people that are not going to judge you, and also s- speak out, share. Because mm-hmm. it's not like I recovered, like, okay, fine, I'm now okay. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. my moments. Yeah, it's a it, process. Eh? Yeah, there is a moment when I was like, I, I need to travel, mm-hmm. like, get some space and all. And my dad was like, I'm done with this, your whole thinking. If you want to kill yourself, go ahead, kill yourself. No. So I was like, it's fine. I feel like you don't love me, right? But my mom came, then we started talking. Hmm. You know, she told me all the good things about me. Hmm. You know, she was like, you know, your dad has been going through a lot. She's trying to, he's trying to take it in that, you know, you back home and this is what you were going through, blah, blah, blah. 
So that thing really made me realize that at least she does care. Someone cares. And my sister, little sister, would come, you know, mm-hmm. they would talk to me. I used to enjoy dancing, so they would come in my room. They'll be like, you know, let's dance. Yeah, at first, you know, you'd be all cranky, but yeah. <laughs> and so, now women, tell me a little bit about Women Association of Survivors. Uh, How that came about, because you were in that space, and now there's a big project that you're working on. Okay. It so happened that uh, I studied writing about everything that I went through in my marriage uh, and even in my previous past when I was still a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, everything was was around gender-based violence and there was depression inside. So I started writing. Then I launched my book. The title is Survivor. Mm. So from there, I realized that some people don't have a family, a loving family. Some people cannot even speak out because mm-hmm. it's taboo to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Our society mm. doesn't allow us. They say uh, you learn in that marriage. And all. We should we should put an end to that. Actually, exactly. Yeah. So. I thought to myself, there are a lot of young women out there, or even elder women, our parents, they went through that, but the fact that society defined a woman as someone who has to enjoy the pain, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted a a different setup, a, a different society, a society that... Everyone's going to feel comfortable in your mm-hmm. no should be your no. No one has to judge you for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So was basically uh, gives um, counseling <coughs> and also empowers women because other women are also scared of leaving their marriages because they depend on men. Mm-hmm. So we also empower women. We help them with projects, be it baking, hairdressing, and also that when you leave your marriage, you know, you don't really have to go back because you need to depend on that abuser. So, I want yeah. to empower you. I like also, it's not also just about leaving your marriage, but it's also about empowering yourself as a woman and as a young person, like having other skills that you can uh, indulge in, in terms of sustaining yourself and yeah. just, you know, being a good contributor to the society, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You took writing as a therapy, your music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I found the more honest I was about the things that I'd gone through, the better I started to understand myself. So I started to acknowledge like the things which, the things which are like the cracks in me, like my faults, mm-hmm. you know? And because like, I think you can only move forward from something once you realize, once you realize like what's wrong first. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And also like in doing that, like with connecting, you know, when I when I shared this music, I put it out there. I said, okay, you know what? Here it is. It's for everyone. If you understand it, you understand it. If you don't, maybe after you listen to it, maybe you will. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, from the people that I connected with after, it made me feel less alone. You know, like, yeah. the, you know, there's people that I speak to, like, from, like, different, like, cities and stuff. And we've never met. But, you know, we've... 
with some people we've got like to the point where we even talk like on WhatsApp or we call each other once in a while. And it's like that thing where, you know, at 1 a.m., at 1 a.m. if I, if I feel like I'm having a level three anxiety attack, (laughs) you know, I can say, okay, Mm -hmm. you know what? Let me call this person because I know they're also still up, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, for me, it was like really that. It was, um, the therapy came from being honest and like, First and first, being honest with myself and all of and all of my faults, and even like when I when I made this tape, you know the reason why it's called the Blunt EPs is because you know Blunt offered being honest mm. for one, mm. and then Blunt also because Blunt like weed, you know, and I know a <laughs> lot smoke of weed? I do. Alright, is it even legal in Zimbabwe? So I don't know. You would know. Uh, it should be legal in Africa. <laughs> it should so. be legal, but yeah. it's not legal. Uh, um, it is legal somewhere <laughs> where the police are not watching, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like it's like this thing of you know, with young people, it's like the 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 fact of the matter is, young people smoke weed, young people drink lean, young people are dependent on alcohol, and the the more we shy away from like acknowledging those things. We're also shying away from like the problems, like the reasons as to why, you know, mm, as in, yeah. why are you leaning? Like, why do you choose to be stuck the whole day from, I know kids, like they're my friends too, mm-hmm. from 10 in the morning till five, it's high the whole day, right? But what are you, what are you escaping from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you as an individual don't like, like, like see it. Mm-hmm. No one else can, mm-hmm. you know. To everyone else, like when they see you, be seeing these kids, and you're like, oh, these kids who like getting high. Yeah. But then, behind that, there's a story. Like there's a there's a deeper reason why, you know. Like maybe it's at home, you know, it's a single parent home, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they're the one that they're the ones that like the entire family depends on, mm-hmm. you know. So there's always like. There's always like deeper like innuendos with everything and um yeah, I, I just think that like for once like we just need to get to a point where like we're honest with each other to say, Okay, mm. like this this is exactly what it is. Mm. You know. Mm. So um, you can come with your misconceptions, but at the end of the day these things will still remain, you mm. know, and they're things that still need to be like dealt with, you know. Yeah, I mean? we need we need yeah. to talk about. But what's the most um highlight of what you're doing right now, your work, uh women association of survivors? One thing one story that you say, Wow, this is amazing. I never knew I could do this. Um one story is uh, I help someone. Mm-hmm. There's she's she's a relative. Uh her dad married her off when she was twenty. We need to talk about that too. When mm-hmm. she was twenty and the so called husband is thirty four years and they're in the rural areas. So she told me her story and I felt like just justice has to be done. Mm-hmm. I asked her what do you want? Do you love this man? She was mm-hmm. like, No, I don't love this man. I was forced to get married to him because mm. I think the parents still believe in this thing that you cannot stand with a boy and talk to a boy. So if you are seen, then you get married to the person. Yes. Oof. So mm. even the brothers. So I was like, so how do you do it? You don't work. He's not working. So she was like, I go back home, tell them 
you marry me off. I need A, B, C, D. Mm. But she was like, I'm not happy because I used to work. Now I cannot even help my mom. Mm. So it's when she told me then um, I had to do a little things. Then now she's doing cutting and designing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, I mean, the, the, the most important thing is how we draw inspiration from, not really inspiration, but what we learn when we go through these processes or these stages in our lives, what do we learn from that? And what can we give to others also to avoid mm. them going through the same stages that uh, we went through? Yeah. Your high, highest moment from people that uh, inbox you, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, okay. I guess as much as possible, I try and not feed off like them. I try and feed off like me, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, so I take like small victories like in a day. So I'll say, okay, I woke up, mm-hmm. I woke up and I woke up today. So this is a new day for me to try new things. Mm-hmm. And just by me being like around still, it means that I have another, like it's another 24 hours that I have now to share with somebody else. Yeah. You know, That's very and you know, like, you know, I can't say that I've, um, that I've um, taken someone, that I've spoken to someone and I've gotten them out of like a depressive state or mm-hmm. I've made them feel better. But I know like with with time, with time also, because I'm also still understanding what this is fully, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know with, with time and with the more people I meet, you know, it's like we met today, you know. It's like the more people I meet, the more, it's like the more energy you get. Yeah, you know, to feed off other people you also. Know? Well, thank you very much, Kudakwashe Kunzekwe Guta and Indigo Seng for coming through in studio and sharing your stories. I hope those that are at home and who are listening got inspired and they got something from your stories. So, I wonder what the political sphere in Zimbabwe is going to be looking like this coming week, seeing that there's a lot of changes that are happening right now in Zimbabwe. And also for those that like social media, I'm sure most of you saw the hashtag boyfriend allowance trending at number one, number two, number one, throughout the week where boyfriends are saying, if you are my girlfriend, you need to be able to pay me also and give me some money. The same way the boyfriends also gives their girlfriends money to do their hair, their nails. So why can't you as girlfriends do the same for us as the boyfriends? Interesting, yeah. Interesting times we're living in. Very interesting times. The things that millennials get up to. <laughs> Millenniums get up to. Millennials. <laughs> right. But I mean, still, it's a valid point because if you are able to give your girlfriend some cash, the girlfriends are also allowed to just pamper you with some cash and some things. Also. I don't believe anyone should give anyone money. So then we should cancel the whole hashtag boyfriend's allowance. Yeah. Boyfriend's allowance. I mean, each and every person should work for their own money. Yes, let us work for our money. So says Swarelum Toby. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me on the Gilmore Tea Vibe. Let's keep the conversation going on all social media platforms. Might it be your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram. The hashtag is a GTEE Vibe. Or you can also tweet me at Gilmore TEE and of course at clipcentral.com. So we've got some news next week. We have a new slot. It's 2 p.m. every Friday and we're extremely excited that we'll be sharing more information with you next week. And we'll be talking more about Zimbabwe and what's happening in the country. My name is Gilmore T, the global citizen, signing out with something rare, something fresh. Here we go. It's
such a hard thing because everyone, your family, your friends, they put, they think you're doing it to them. You know, I was never doing it to them. I was doing it to myself. You know, um, I'm very dis- I can be a very destructive person. Um, but it was always to myself. You know, it was always to hurt me more. Never to hurt them. Cliffcentral.com